Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson here. Welcome back to the Team Building Podcast, where you learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. And we've got a very, very cool episode today because we're sharing a special webinar that Jeff did uh, with Boomtown and really dug into the success story, the mechanics and the methods, the systems and strategies behind the incredible growth journey of Omaha's elite real estate group, which is Jeff's flagship group. That is the journey of going from 70 deals a year to 700 deals a year in just six years. Uh, as Jeff likes to say, I don't know uh, of any team that's grown that fast. Uh, and please, if there's one out there, we would love to meet them and we want to get to know their story as well. Because uh, as far as we know, we don't see anyone out there with those types of numbers. And Jeff really digs into the story behind that success and the journey. So uh, the actual title of the webinar with Boomtown is How to Stop Selling Real Estate and Start Building a Business. And so if that's where you are at. If you feel like you're running a business or worse, the business is running you. Uh, this is a great, great episode with a lot of very specific detailed stuff. And so I'm excited to jump in. So we're going to skip the traditional uh, intro from Boomtown since that was uh, like time sensitive for their audience at the time. We're going to jump right in where Jeff picks up and we're going to skip around to the parts where Jeff was delivering his content. And then we'll come back and sum things up at the end. So without further ado, welcome the man, the myth, the legend, Jeff Cohn. Special thanks to Boomtown for giving us this opportunity, to obviously, to uh, be able to help out with the webinar today, but more importantly, giving us the CRM that literally helped take our team from 70 to over 700 sales in the last six years. We've had an amazing journey. We have an amazing story, and hopefully I can share just a few tidbits of you know, some of the successes that we've experienced along the way and how we've been able to fully leverage our team by taking advantage of everything Boomtown has to offer. So I'll second your request, you guys. I am so transparent. If you've ever listened to the podcast, you'll see I'm in my podcast station right now I'm on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. We have a podcast called the Team Building Podcast with Jeff Cohn. Just look up Team Building Podcast and it should pop up. But all of the content we speak on within our podcast is teaching agents how to exit that agent role, which I look at as a job, and enter more into a operational, entrepreneurial uh, CEO role. This is defined by the book Gary Keller wrote in like 2005 or 2006, Millionaire Real Estate Agent, MREA, which talks about the seventh level agent. And that's an agent that maybe works five hours a week in their business and has a net million dollars coming in. And every time I'm in front of an audience, I spoke at Boomtown this year at Unite. And anytime I'm, from, I'm in front of an audience, I ask by a show of hands, how many people would like to net a million dollars and work less than five hours a week in and on their business? And of course, everyone raises their hands, but a very small percentage of agents actually leave and implement all of the different systems and strategies that we'll talk about today in this webinar. And that elite real estate systems my coaching organization teaches. And as Charlotte uh, said in the introduction, 
<clears throat> I started a team in 2011 called Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group. We grew to be the number one team in Berkshire Hathaway across the country. We've been in the top 50 for like the last five years in the Wall Street Journal rankings. And we would never be where we are today without Boomtown. So we'll talk a little bit about Boomtown within each of these letters that we're going to cover today in class, which stands for culture, lead gen, accountability, systems, and strategies. Um, this is my 25-minute key, uh, keynote. If you guys want to download my full keynote that I used at Boomtown Unite, you can go to Jeff's keynote.com and it's my whole presentation that i did at boomtown unite including all the slides in the full keynote today we won't be able to get in into everything i got into from stage at, at unite but we will have time at the end like charlotte pointed out for q a so be asking those questions now and i'll take as much time as you need uh, to answer any of the questions that you're willing to ask so let's get started. Um, the first thing is just that mindset to stop focusing on selling, start focusing on building. That doesn't mean you have to have a team of 30 agents like I have. Um, that could be just simply adding one admin, maybe a buyer's agent, a listing agent. I call that a Navy SEAL team. There's a lot of different ways to structure it. So don't think that just because I got to where I am today by doing A, that you also have to do A. There's B through Z available to you. You can implement the strategy that best works for you. And that's what Elite Real Estate Systems is all about. We were created to help teams and individual agents take their business to the next level the way they want to take it to the next level but using all of the right strategies that we've proven work not only in our market but across the country to our other 150 clients that we serve i like the little mind blown emoji so first and foremost i wanted to introduce myself professionally um, i know charlotte already shared a few of these bullets with you um, so top team in, for the last five years in, in the state of Nebraska to this year will be the sixth year. Number one at Berkshire um, across the entire country. We've been in the top two for the last three years. And we were in the top 10 the first year we came over to Berkshire. Uh, we own Elite Real Estate Systems Coaching. We own an investment company that right now buys and sells. Uh, we do flips and wholesales and single family and multifamily acquisition in and around the Omaha area. We buy about 100 houses a year. And then, of course, I mentioned the team building podcast. We also own title and insurance. So there's a lot of these ancillary businesses that we started to help support our real estate team engine. Um, and there, these are additional strategies that I'll get into later today. And then we have a call center in the Philippines called Thousand Call Today. Uh, personally, been married 15 years, three kids. Um, I love listening to podcasts. I, I love the quote. There's the difference between you and me are the people we meet and the books that we read. And then I add on the podcast we listen to. So I do a lot of that. Um, have really been on a working out kick. I was 320 pounds about a year ago. I'm down to about 270 right now and want to get to about 220. Uh, love traveling. I've uh, been to a lot of different states. I think I've been to every state except for two um, and have been all over the world. And that's how I like to spend a lot of my free time. Uh, video games with kids. We work out a lot as a family, fish, hunt, all sorts of stuff. So <clears throat> I always start off with mindset because everything I'm about to share today the only reason you choose to implement it is because you decided within your mind that you wanted more time to do the things that matter more to you. And when it comes to mindset, a lot of people ask me, you know, why am I the way I am? How did I get to where I am today? What was the special sauce? And I always laugh. Um, I, there's in my bio, it says it doesn't take an Ivy League education or an amazing sphere of influence to be successful. And a lot of agents listening to this can identify with that. Um, I know a lot of agents don't have undergrad degrees or just undergrad degrees, and it doesn't take an amazing education to be successful in real estate. I really think it takes passion and drive and 
a willingness to serve not only our co the consumer, our clients, but also the agents within our organization. So my mind was really shaped at a very young age. This is a picture of me in first grade. My dad took that um, in front of this race car. And <clears throat> when I was in kindergarten, there was this candy bar sale contest um, to raise money for a charity in our local area. And the winner of the candy bar sales contest, whoever sold the most bars, was going to receive a Nintendo 16-bit. This is 1986. So there's nothing cooler. I think there was an Atari at the time, like Nintendo 16-bit. First Nintendo was a huge deal. So, of course, I wanted to win. I said, Dad, I'll do anything. What do we need to do to win this thing? I'm in kindergarten. Luckily, I had a sister in fourth grade and a brother in sixth grade, all at this elementary school. And so my dad went and bought 10 cases of candy bars and put me and my brother and sister in front of a grocery store for two full days. I remember it being two full days. I don't know what it was in actuality, but I felt like it was an eternity of sitting in front of this grocery store, going up to people in this chubby little buzzed head kindergartner and asking them if they wanted to buy a candy bar for a dollar. And then I got to a point where I'd be like two for a dollar and um, and or, you know, I had I all these little ways I was able to get people to choose to buy these candy bars. And in the end, to make a long story short, we did win the Nintendo. And so at a very young age, I'm five years old, I see that there's a result from having people tell me no. There's a result from, um, of putting myself in an awkward situation. And the sky, you know, from there, the sky's been the limit. And so um, wiring your mind to be able to achieve at a higher level is a really big thing. And there's a lot of different ways to wire it. The way that has worked best for me is hanging out with people that perform at a much higher level, not only in business, but also in health and education and spirituality and mindset. And there's a lot of different areas where people perform at a bigger level. So that would be one big um, takeaway I would suggest you put a little bit more mind to is who are you spending your time with? And I've, I've heard it said before when it comes to net worth that your at the end of your life, your net worth will be the sum of your five closest friends net worth which I find really fascinating, the people you spend time with. So it's that whole adage of birds of a feather flock together. Um, so over the years, as, as a young person, I owned a lot of my own businesses, the, the typical snow removal, yard care, um, deck staining. I sold sunglasses when I was like 14 and 15, had a ton of success in all of these different ventures and got really good at just saying yes and failing forward. Um, I like to teach agents, especially agents on my team, that the person that's willing to lose the most wins the most. So the biggest loser is typically the biggest winner. And we start to get conditioned as our egos get bigger and bigger that we never want to lose. We always want to win and we stop putting ourselves in losing situations. By doing so, I think we lose. So once we think we've arrived, we literally haven't. And so I've continually looked for opportunities to stretch myself. So I actually have a video. We're not going to play it today, but if you go to YouTube and search Jeff Cohn dancing, um, I danced in a local charity called Dancing with the Omaha Stars, and this was in 2016. And I had this big mindset on, you know, fail forward, say yes to all these things to help stretch me. And I wanted to say no. I was scared to death to have to do it. So as adults, um, I won't play this video, but that's the start of it. As adults, we're conditioned to not put ourselves in situations that make us feel awkward. And so my wife reminded me, how can I expect my children to put themselves in situations that stretch them if I myself, as an adult, am not willing to do it? And so often I feel like we don't take that next step to do something that's awkward or do something that's new because we're worried that it's not going to work. We're going into it with like a scarcity mindset. And so I'm sharing this with you today because I really want everyone to open up you know, the, the concept of um, being willing to do things that are hard, put yourself in a, maybe an awkward situation at some point in your career um, so that you can have greater results. And so all of the strategies that I'm gonna get into today 
might be stretch strategy. Some of these things I'm sure you're already doing in your business, but when you put all of these things into play, really great things can come of it. So we'll dive into class with Jeff Cohn. So this is a picture of my team. Culture is going to be the, the first letter uh, that we'll get into. And I hate, you know, people always talk culture and I feel like it's somewhat of a buzzword out there that doesn't have a lot of substance behind it. What I would say is the culture of your organization should be an extension of the person that you are. So be yourself. Don't try to create a culture that's not you. You'll, you'll be unhappy in your organization if you do that. Just be who you are and attract the people that that like the person that you are. Don't try to be something that you're not. I see a lot of people that think that to be a top team, you have to act a certain way, drive a certain car, live in a certain neighborhood. Just be who you are and you'll attract like-minded individuals. When someone says they don't like our team culture, I say, great, quit the team, go to another team, go find a team that you like or that you enjoy and that's okay. And if a client doesn't want to work with us because they don't like our culture, okay, go find the people that you like. You can't win everyone. But there are a few things that we do um, and that help define our culture. This Jim Rohn quote is really good. It says your level of success will never exceed your level of personal development because success is something you attract by the person that you become. And so our team is really focused on continual training and betterment so that we can not only do a better job at serving our clients, but we can do a better job in our personal lives and our relationships with our family and our physical well-being and our spirituality and our mindset and all of those different things. And so we're always growing in that way. Um, true leaders serve their followers and your followers are your agents. There are people that listen to your podcast. If you have one, they are people that you teach, that you help grow, that you help mentor. And true leaders also give their followers the ability to be just like them. There was something that really bothered me in my career. I worked in several different brokerage offices and I always felt like brokers looked at me like I was a cog in their wheel that was just going to go sell houses for the rest of my life. And I feel like most agents are just going to sell houses for the rest of their lives. And the thing I found fascinating was the broker owner of those offices wasn't selling houses. And I thought to myself, why is the broker owner driving the most expensive car in the parking lot and has the nicest house and belongs to the nicest clubs? And all of these agents are choosing to plug in and help be the cog in that broker owner's wheel. And in my mindset, I think that broker owner should have spent time working with me, teaching me how to not be an agent that's just servicing the business and working full time nights, weekends, 60 hours a week and sacrificing all these things. I want to be the broker owner. I want to own the different businesses. I want to have the disposable income, the lead and live the life of my dreams. And so I did that. And once I did that, I thought to myself, well, what's going to truly bring me happiness? It's not making a million dollars a year. It's helping other people change their life and move from A to B or B to C and just have continual progression. Not everyone is going to be capable of making multiple millions of dollars a year. And that's okay. It's my job now and my passion to help people move from where they are today to a better place. And that is how I show up every day at work. That's how I show up from a leadership standpoint. And that, in essence, is what the culture is that we've created in our organization. Working hard and playing hard is a big part of it. If you're just working and there's no play, what's the point? If you're just playing and not working, you're not going to have any money. So there's kind of a happy marriage between both of those things. Um, everyone in our organization, we take the disc. It's the easiest. We feel like personality test out there. It's free on the Tony Robbins website um, and separates people into four different categories. I don't disc people and then make a decision if I'm going to hire them based on the report on the disc. I'm really disking other individuals so I can better understand how I need to show up in the way I communicate with different individuals within our organization. 
Um, we have a lot of monthly events and team trips. Um, every month we have a different event where we bring all the agents together, sometimes their family, sometimes just a significant other. And then every year our team goes on a team trip, usually leave the country for three or four days. And to be able to go on the team trip, you have to sell a certain amount of houses. Another thing that really sets us apart is accountability. Um, and that word is used, I think, oftentimes in a negative connotation. I'm not, we don't do it from a negative standpoint. It's more from an abundant teaching standpoint where we sit down every week with every agent and help hold them accountable to the goals that they've set. And I'll get into goal setting here in a little bit and the way we structure the goals that our agents create for themselves. And then continual team trainings and masterminds. So Elite Real Estate Systems was born organically, our coach, coaching organization, because of all the training content we were having so much success with, with our own team. And so what we did was put a $50,000 studio in my team's office and started selling access for $97 a month to agents across the world. So today, anyone listening, you literally could go to EliteRealEstateSystems.com and sign up for $97 a month. Um, you'd get eight hours of training content that we're delivering to our agents. They, your agents could have access to that as well, or those that are listening could have access to that. And then we do masterminds. So we break the agents up in, based on their production and meet every month. I lead the meeting and we talk about whatever topic is important to them that month. It could be lead gen, lead conversion, could be mindset. It could be overcoming objections, whatever it is the group comes up with. But it's a way I can insert myself into the team and provide them value outside of the office, which makes for, I think, a little bit more transparency and connection with my team. So the last things on culture, and this comes down to somewhat of career visioning, and um, it'll segue nicely into our next topic, is helping each person within our organization define their why. I was never asked by anyone I ever worked with why I wanted to make money, what I was going to use that money for, what I wanted to do with my life, what my dreams and aspirations were. Why would my leaders and people I worked with never ask me that question? So you as leaders that are listening, are you asking your people what their why is? Do you know why they're coming into the office? Why they're wanting to get their next sale? The easy answer is money, but what's that money doing for them? And why that that's important is once you've helped someone do what we call career visioning, where they come up with exactly what their career looks like and why they want to have the career in real estate, how much money do they need to generate and what's their vision board um, we do dream boards or vision boards to help showcase what they're wanting to accomplish in 12 months to five years from now. And then we can set up goals based on the life they want to live. So let's say somebody knows that they want to move to a new home um, or their first home, and they know that they need to make, we'll just use six figures, $100,000 a year over the next three years to be able to accomplish that. So they now know what the income is to live and lead the life of their dreams. We then will set goals around that income. So if someone comes on the team and says they need to make 20 grand a year, their goals are going to be different than a person that joins the team and say they, says they need to make 100,000 a year. And we're going to help them because we know the average sales price and the average commission that each person earns on each unit sale. So for our team in Omaha, it takes about 36 sides to make six figures. Our average sales price is around 200,000. Our average commission is around $6,000 after all the splits and fees and expenses. The agent needs to do about 36 sides. So to break it down quick, just so you guys can kind of see the mindset, if someone joins the organization, they've defined the life they want to live, the answering their why question, and they know they need to make 100000 a year to hit their goals and be able to lead and live the life of their dreams, then we know it takes about 150 call attempts to have one executed contract. So if they need 36 contracts, we just take 36 times 150 call attempts and divide that over 52 weeks or 50 weeks if they're going to go on a two-week vacation. And now we have their call goal that we can hold them accountable to. There's actually work, specific activities they need to do to get 
um, the result of having a sale, to get the result of having the income, to get the result of leading and living the life of their dreams. And then we can not only hold them accountable to doing that activity and getting that sale and making the money, but also in making sure that once the money's there, they're doing it. I think a lot of us are guilty. We have the money, but we never take the trip to Alaska. We never invest the money in our child savings fund. We never buy the new car because we're so dang busy working. We forget about what the reason we were working for to begin with. And so our company's culture is really big in terms of helping people, you know, answer the why, to find the vision, figure out how much money they need to live the vision, goal set to be able to hit the income level, and then hold people accountable to doing the activities necessary. Um, this is an example of my vision board. And one of the things I don't love about my board is it's not super specific. So like, for example, I have a weight loss as one of my goals in the bottom right quadrant. If you notice this, bottom right is physical and mental health. Top right is charitable contribution. Top left quadrant is business and work and job. Bottom left is travel, family, personal relationships. So if South Africa, a safari I went last fall, check that off my vision board. And that was very specific to go to South Africa within 12 months. But my weight loss goal, I do have a hundred pound weight loss goal. I should have that on the board right now. I need to lose another 50 pounds. But instead I just have a picture of guy, you know, this ripped dude doing CrossFit and I play squash and just eat real food is what JERF stands for. It's close to the word Jeff. So I like it, but that's an example of what a vision board might look like. And then we have all these boards up in the office, in the admin office. And anytime someone on the team, every Monday we have an accountability meeting. And if they check something off their vision board, everyone in the room claps for them and they get a sticker on their chest and they get a sticker on their board inside the admin office. So if you ever come visit my office, you'll get to see this whole big wall of vision boards and all these little stickers of items that people have been able to check off. To me, that defines success. When someone says, do you feel like you're a successful leader? To me, it's not just making the money, it's helping people live the life of their dreams. And there's no better way to retain talent than by helping them actually check things off their vision board versus just putting money in a bank account. Moving on. So I thought that the number one thing that would attract agents would be lead generation. So lead generation, I assumed, was going to be necessary to be able to attract agents. And it is necessary, but it's not the end-all be-all. I think too often we assume that the lead gens everything. Um, I love this little quote by Henry uh, Thoreau, which is, it's not enough to be busy, so are the ants. The question is, what are you busy about? And so lead gen in and of itself isn't what makes people successful. It's engaging those leads. So when we went out, we looked at all the different CRMs at the time. If anyone remembers Tiger Leads, um, I won't go into all the different CRMs that are out there, but we landed on Boomtown and we still continually investigate other CRMs to see if anyone can compete. And to date, and now we've been with you guys almost eight years, nothing comes close to Boomtown. Boomtown is the Cadillac. It has all the extras, has all the bells and whistles. And with real estate, if it's the difference of $500, that's nothing in the big scheme of things. If the CRM you choose is a little more costly, but it helps you get one more sale, that sale covers the CRM, the CRM for the entire year. So Boomtown is still the best in the industry. Um, it's the one all the top teams are using, and we could not be happier. We would not be where we are today if it wasn't for Boomtown. And our coaching organization even has an affiliate partnership with Boomtown. And all of the clients we have that come in to be coached by us, one of the prerequisites that it, we can't require it, but we're very adamant in suggesting that they use Boomtown as their CRM because we had had so much success with it. Um, this is going to show how our team sales were kind of chopped up last year because it's a seller's market. A majority of our deals came from Sphere. Only 15% were the agent prospecting efforts and the other 15 were internet leads. This year, internet leads actually has gone up to 30% and prospecting has gone up to 30%. And that's where I like to see the pie. About a third of your deals is from the internet. A third of your deals is from agent prospecting. That's like open houses and masterminds and um, 
eight uh, client events, and then 30% is from your sphere of influence, so like the people that know you, like you, trust you already. So when it comes to sphere engagement, I have a few strategies that I'll share with you guys. Obviously, the number one thing is constant communication. So the more you talk, text, email, send postcards, have events for the people that know you, like you, trust you already, the better chance that you stay top of mind. So a great way for connecting with all three lead sources is Mojo Dialer. One of the great things about Mojo is that it integrates with Boomtown. It's a three-line dialer, so you can call 100 people an hour. So I had shared with you earlier on my team, if you make 150 call attempts, and um, that usually equates into one sale. And we figured out that like five calls is one contact, 10 contacts is one appointment, two appointments is one executed. And so we know exactly the activity. So if an agent just makes an hour and a half worth of phone calls, they should be able to, in our market with our lead conversion um, numbers, they should be able to have one executed contract. So the Mojo dialing system helps your agent be you know, three times more efficient when it comes to calling. Another strategy of Mojo is you can do voicemail drops. So you could call all the people in your sphere every month and you wouldn't have to personally call because nine out of 10 dials actually results on average results in a voicemail picking up. So you could do a pre-recorded that just says, hey, it's Jeff Cone calling, just wanted to touch base, see how things are going, find out if you know of anybody right now thinking about buying or selling in your area, would love to be able to help take care of them the same way I was able to take care of you when you bought your last house. Feel free to reach out to me at this phone number. So nine out of 10 people, their voicemails pick up. You could have your personal assistant drop all these voicemails and all these people in your sphere think it's you. And you can use the same exact strategy when you do outbound cold calling, expired called, FISBO called, calling on a specific neighborhood, just listed, just sold. Our agents have specific mojo voicemail drops for all of those differences. Um, next is like drip texting and Facebook messaging. Again, staying top of mind. Um, Boomtown's done a lot of studies on this, and we agree that text messages will get answered five times as much as emails. And that's just simply a function of the fact that the average person gets 100 emails a day. I don't know what the average is on text messages, but I guarantee it's way less than that. And so people are gonna give a text or a Facebook message way more attention. I actually prefer Facebook messaging over texting because I know that a text could be a drip text from a bot. Whereas up to this point, I have yet to see technology that will do a Facebook message from a bot. Of course, someone could use an ISA or a VA to drop the Facebook message. But if anyone was to send me a Facebook message, which my Facebook handle is Jeff Cohn, you can message me, I will personally check it. I don't have someone else checking it. And so that's one of the reasons I really like Facebook messaging. Uh, video messaging, um, I use viral marketing, getviral.com. They do a blog for me. Every two weeks, we send out a video message. But I know BombBomb is a great solution for this as well and is integrated with Boomtown. So you have a lot of options when it comes to video. Um, there are a few things I don't love about video. Sometimes I worry that people maybe won't choose an agent because of something that came across that they saw visually in the video where that wouldn't happen as often if it was just a phone call um, or text or an email. And so there are some pros and cons to using video. Drip email is a no-brainer. Um, Boomtown, I think it's called the Boomtown Lab. Charlotte, you can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but essentially they've gone in and they've ranked everybody's drip emails. And so you can go in and take all the best drips that have gotten the best results over the last couple of years. And the results is based on opens and clicks on the calls to action inside those emails. We've been tracking analytically our drips for seven years. Um, we pulled those off from the pub being a public share and make that private uh, proprietary information now that we only have um, only provide access to, to people that are inside of our elite real estate systems coaching organization. But one of the things we did strategically with our drips that I'd suggest to everyone to do that helped us get better results is every email that goes out, we make one look like an email and one look like a text. And I know now there is texting that is incorporated with the drip sequence, 
We personally don't use it because if the agent can't respond right away to the text, the person assumes that it was a bot that texted them. And so we just still just use email. But what we do is one, the first email that goes out has an email signature. The second email that goes out says sent from my iPhone or Samsung Galaxy. And we usually will put way less verbiage in something that we're trying to pretend is from a text versus a phone. I'm um, sorry, versus an email. And we get really good results by tip, by sending an email and then a text, an email, then a text. Um, next is handwritten cards. This is something that I, I always ask audiences, if you got a handwritten card, would you open it? And I don't know of a single person that wouldn't if it looked like it was private and wasn't junk mail or spam mail. Everybody's opening a handwritten card. They're not used enough. In the world we're in today, everything's so digital. The handwritten card means a lot. Um, of course, we don't always have the addresses of leads that come in through the internet, but we certainly should have the addresses of everybody in our sphere of influence and to pop them over a card once a quarter or every six months or on their anniversary, the anniversary date of their sale, their actual marriage anniversary, their birthday, that's gonna be really meaningful. And I'm not speaking about send out cards or a third party company. I don't think that's gonna be as meaningful to someone. Maybe you would just hire your admin or you yourself take the time to send out a few cards. Um, this is necessary anytime you get a referral. I feel like they should get a handwritten card thanking them, independent of if that person ever even calls you. If someone says to you, hey, I sent you a referral. Did you ever get it? They deserve a card. Um, I know some people have issues with giving gifts because it's not allowed, but I think a 5 or $10 gift card to Starbucks or something like that um, doesn't hurt. Last on this one, a TPMCO, the personal marketing company. Um, this company sends out mailers and after we close, we'll send out mailers for, um, it goes for five years. It's 20 pieces of mail for $13. So you spend 13 bucks one time, they get an address, first name, last name, and they send out a mailer. So it's a really good strategy. And the last one, stop buys. Um, I stole this from Brian Buffini. His are called pop buys. So minor stop buys. And you essentially just have something of value you can go drop off at the door. It could just be a handwritten card that you put in the door. If they're not home, text them, hey, I dropped something in your door. If they are home, you just hand it to them, leave your car door open and running and just say, hey, I was thinking about you. I was in your neighborhood. I just thought I'd say, hey, I'm not going to keep you long. It's just a way to show people that you, that you love on them and anyone that you know, like, and trust is going to work with you. Um, for the sake of time, I'll try to go a little bit faster on this slide. I really like sphere engagement, so I spend a little extra time inside of the sphere. The next quadrant is prospecting. That's anyone outside the sphere. That's not an internet lead. So your expired FISBO calls, you can do in Mojo. Just listed, just sold calls, you can do in Mojo. Cold calling, you can do in Mojo. Um, open houses are still a great strategy for generating buyer leads and helping get your seller's house sold. Um, we find that this is working all across the country. The days and times are different. So split test this in your marketplace. But one of the things we've done strategically that works well, when you host an open house, have a list of homes that are vacant in a similar price point in a similar area that you could say to every person that comes through the open, hey, I'm going to be done in an hour. If you want to come back and meet here on the driveway, I have five other houses that I could show to you that are available to walk through today if you'd find that interesting. And everyone wants to do that. They came through yours. There's a reason they came through yours. It's a really good way right out of the gate to build rapport with someone. And you can even have the list of properties, have the um, client detail page printed off, hand it to them and say, hey, I'd love for you to check these out on this piece of paper. If you want to meet in an hour, I'm going to be taking a group of people through these other properties. So that might be a strategy you guys think about implementing. Tips, groups, and business mastermind groups. A lot of my agents, we have a really fancy office. Um, a lot of my agents have invited, you know, different people from different professions that they feel could cross-pollinate really well. You could be able to send referrals back and forth. And so we call those business mastermind groups um, or tips groups. And we've had a lot of success with those. And then, of course, events. So we do a lot of charity events where we invite agents, recruit, potential recruits, and past clients, current clients, et cetera. 
um, to come out. But there's a lot of different events. You can have client appreciation events, all sorts of things. And then the last one was internet leads. Um, to date, we're now spending about $9,000 a month. Our Boomtown paid ad, which is Google and Facebook, is about 85, it's actually $8,500 a month. And it generates us 2,000 leads a month registered on our site. Um, Craigslist is still working really well for us. We sell about 30 houses a year on Craigslist. I use a guy um, out of the Dominican Republic to post for us. He posts about 100 homes a day, and it's really inexpensive, a couple hundred dollars a month. We still use the Craigslist uh, poster from Boomtown that they provide to us, and it works really, really well. So if you want any of the contacts of the companies I've referenced today, you can go out. I think it's um, jeffsfavoritetools.com. Um, it's under it's in on Elite Real Estate Systems website, but just Jeff's Favorite Tools dot com and it'll take you to like the guy alberto in the dominican and all these other companies i've referenced um internet lead wise from an organic standpoint you know in the beginning uh when we hired boomtown back in 2011 seo was a big deal and charlotte i don't know if you've heard of this but boomtown at one point ran an entire program dedicated specifically to increasing seo traffic it was a couple it was like maybe an extra thousand dollars a month and we did that for about 12 months We've had a lot of success with Boomtown um, from an SEO standpoint. And we don't spend a lot of money to do that right now. Really, I think the biggest value add is just building out the unique landing pages and Boomtown will help you with that. Um, we've also put a lot of extra content. We went and like vid videotaped, um, we used a GoPro car mounted and videoed a hundred different subdivisions based on the top 100 subdivisions based on unit sales. And then hired a writer for $50 a subdivision to write an article about the subdivision using tags and buzzwords that would come up on a search. And then we had a voiceover from a professional radio voice in our marketplace. And so now there's a page in our on omazelite.com. You can go there right now and look at it with a hundred subdivisions with drive-throughs. It's all content I own. And I've had tons of people that are like the head of homeowners associations on Nextdoor reach out to me and ask if they could use our video to be sh to showcase their neighborhoods. And then of course there's a redirect to all the active listings in those neighborhoods. So it's been an interesting project. It cost me about $20,000, but um, it added a lot of SEO juice to the back end of the site. We probably average 300 leads a month right now that are completely organic. I wouldn't have to spend a dollar on lead gen and those leads would still be coming through the website. Um, of course, there's all the organic traffic you can generate on Facebook. You should teach all of your agents to use social media, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, um, LinkedIn. There's just lots of ways to create juice and we do a lot of trainings on that. And then of course, testimonials. Um, anyone in today's world is gonna wanna see a testimonial of the person they're wanting to work with, just like you wanna see when you go to buy a product on Amazon or you go to a restaurant off Yelp or go to do an event that's on TripAdvisor, you're gonna see what kind of a review it's received. They, people want the same thing for an agent. So pick one review site and go with it. So Zillow reviews, Google+, Facebook, pick one and go with it. Um, if you ask someone to review you on 19 different sites, they're probably not gonna do it at all. You'd be better off just picking one. So. We use a company called Real Satisfied to do all of our reviews. It's a third-party company. So when that review hits the website, it's a third-party putting that review out there and it's worked really well for us. All right, getting into lead conversion. Um, good isn't good when great is expected. So greatness is expected when it comes to lead conversion. The biggest takeaway, I think, um, when it comes to lead conversion that people tell me they learned from this session is that Everyone assumes when you talk lead conversion, it's specific to just internet leads. And I would actually argue that the CRM is more valuable for converting leads the agents add from their sphere and their own prospecting efforts than from helping you convert internet leads. And so what I'm trying to say is the way you treat an internet lead should be the same way you treat a sphere lead 
or a prospecting lead. The only difference I've seen between the two, they're, they're all humans. People are people are people. The difference is the internet lead doesn't know you like you trust you. There's no relationship. Whereas the prospecting lead, you meet in an open house, you've already built a relationship. And the sphere lead, you've already built a relationship. And when you have your first engagement with any lead, independent of where it comes from, you should always run them through LP Mama, which is the acronym that stands for um, loan, or sorry, location, price, mortgage, agent. Um, I can't remember the last one. I think your last one is um, to set an appointment and so, oh, and motivation. So essentially, once you've determined how far out a potential buyer or seller is in buying or selling their home, you would place them into a category specific to their time frame. And so for us, new and qualify are all new leads we've never talked to. That's the first 14 days. Watch is gonna be anyone that has indicated that they're buying or selling in six to 12 months. And nurture is gonna be anyone that's indicated they're buying or selling in three to six months. And hot's gonna be anybody that's ready to buy or sell today. And we're gonna treat new qualify watch, nurture, and hot differently because they've all indicated us that they have different timeframes. And so that's what I'm gonna walk you guys through in the last categories archive. And these are specifically the categories that Boomtown makes available to those within their CRM. So new and qualify, our expectation is that those leads get called a total of 10 times in the first two weeks. That's going to be all the internet leads that register. They get seven drip emails. They go out almost every other day. They get daily updates if they're buyers or sellers. If they're a seller, it's updates of homes that sell in their neighborhood. If it's buyers, it's homes that, that are getting listed in the neighborhoods that they're looking in. They get two voicemails and two text messages. This is a net total in 14 days. And if no contact, that lead after that first two weeks goes into archive, not contacted. So we've actually created two different archive drips. One of the archive drips is someone we've never talked to before so that the language continues saying, we still haven't gotten in contact. We still want to talk. We still want to connect. And then we have archive contacted, which is anyone that indicates they're buying or selling in more than 12 months. And then those people are getting dripped and it's saying something like, hey, I know you weren't ready in the, you know, to buy in the next 12 months, but we still want to help you out if, if you do come across something that you find interesting. So that is the um, strategy for anything in new qualify. The one piece I'll add is the first 24 hours, we do call while they're on the site. So within the second they register, they get phone, they get a phone call. And if they don't answer after that first call attempt, we call a total of three times in the first day and then send a text message and leave a voicemail in the first day. And then the agents are responsible after that first day, the next 13 days to call seven more times, send one more text, leave one more voicemail um, for a net total of the 10 calls seven emails, the listing update email alert. Um, of course, the smart drip was the seven emails. And then the e-alert is the listing update that goes out to them. And then two texts and two voicemails. So that is all just internet lead conversion best practices. And with all of that, we've converted at a 2% conversion ratio on average over the last seven years. We've had years where we were almost up to 4%. We've never had years under two. The difference is the more leads you assign, the lower your conversion is going to be because the agents have a specific amount of time they're going to spend on lead conversion. So if you double their leads, they're going to spend the same amount of time on twice as many people and have half of the result. So we found that tipping point, the point of diminishing returns to be about 30 leads per month per agent should get you about a 3% conversion ratio. Right now I'm giving my team 50 leads a month and they're converting at 2%. Um, net total, it's more conversions. Um, and our biggest dysfunction is we don't have enough agents to work. I have 30 agents on our rotation. They do a 24 hour um, internet lead day and then they don't have another day for another 30 days. But even with that, I'd like to have more agents working internet leads and I have an agent problem, not a lead or lead conversion problem. 
Hot is going to be to anyone that has an appointment set. I always joke about a hot date. If someone, uh, you know, anyone you're friends with is single and they say, hey, I got a hot date coming up. And you're like, when are you guys getting together? And they're like, well, we haven't decided yet. It's not a very hot date. That's called a lukewarm date. So a hot date is going to be a date set a specific time to go show houses or have a buyer presentation or go on a listing press or meet to talk about their, their listing. Um, there's a date set. What's nice about denoting a lead based on hot, that can be a lead from internet, that can be a lead from your sphere, that can be a lead from your prospecting efforts, but your accountability coach now every week will sit down with you and say, okay, who's in your hot category? When's your next appointment? When, when are they going to be buying or selling? That's the most important category for your agent. That's where their most the, their next commission check is going to be coming from that hot category. They always are going to be in their hot every single day. So they're going to get continual follow-up. You're going to service the lead. No drips go out while they're in hot. Nurture is going to be anyone that's three to six months out. They're going to get a drip email every two to three weeks. They're going to get their listing updates every week instead of every day. And the reason we spread that out is if you send them every day, there's a good chance they'll end up unsubscribing. We want to give that lead the ability to stay in our network and get that drip email without them unsubscribing. And we find that weekly updates in that three to six month range, they won't unsubscribe. We give them a phone call from the agent every 15 days. If they don't answer, we leave a voicemail or send a text just saying, hey, we're checking in with you. And then, of course, if anyone ever answers, you just say, hey, we're just checking in, want to make sure the listing updates that we're sending are accurate, see if there's any questions that you have. No one will be offended by you checking in with them. They'll actually just not even notice if you don't check in with them, but they're going to choose to use the agent that has continually provided them the most amount of value, who they know, like, and trust. And so what we found analytically is that the median of the amount of time a lead has to incubate in Boomtown before it goes under contract is five months. The average is seven months. So we know to win that relationship, we need to do a good job at staying in constant contact for about a six month period. And that's just when it goes under contract. It doesn't close usually for about 45 to 60 days after that. So when an agent joins our organization and we say we have all these great leads for them, we tell them the truth. It's probably going to be an average of eight months before you get a single dollar from these leads you're working. But when they go into it with that mindset, when you and your agents go into it with that mindset, and this isn't just for internet leads, any lead, your win with those leads is not in your ability to get in contact the first day and plant the seed and figure out when they're buying or selling. It's in your ability to continually stay in contact, build value, create rapport, give them something without asking for anything in return so that the day they are ready to move forward, they choose your organization and or choose you. And it's a lot easier said than done, but that's how we grew from 70 to 700 sales in six years. That's how my average agent sells 30 houses a year versus the nation's average, which is seven. Uh, my average agent earns $80,000 a year versus the nation's average, which is like, I think 18,000 or something like that. All right. The biggest difference between nurture watch is going to be the duration when those drip emails go out. So when someone's in watch, the drip email goes every three to five versus every two to three. It's the exact same content. What it is, if it's a buyer lead, we send out tidbits of our buyer presentation. If it's a seller lead, we send out tidbits of our seller presentation. We're showing value, why they should work with us on the buy side, why they should work with us on the sell side. And so we just space it out a little bit more if they say they're six to 12 months out. That listing update email goes out every two weeks versus every one week. We call the lead every 30 days versus every 15. If no answer, leave voicemail, send text. If answer, just check in, make sure that they're getting the right listing update emails. So like I said, expect a one to 3% conversion ratio. The more leads you provide your agent, the lower the conversion percentage. But if you provide too little of leads, let's say 10 leads a month, the agent starts to lose desire to working those leads because they're not getting enough of a result from those leads. So I like to tell people that join my organization to expect 36 sales a year, 12 from the leads I give them, 12 from the leads they create on their own with their sphere, 12 from the leads they create on their own from their outbound prospecting efforts. 
to me, that's a pretty uh, realistic expectation in our marketplace. So the other piece to add to this, and you've probably heard this from Boomtown Best Practices, and that is at, in your all active category, which is your hot nurture watch um, and your new and qualifies, we only allow about 100 active leads. So if there's 101, our accountability coach works with the agent to decide which leads inside of watch, which is that six to 12 month category, which leads are not interacting on the site, which leads are not responding to the texts and emails and engagement. And the agent literally has to keep it at 100. So we allow that agent to keep that lead and archive contacted. And of course, they're working what's called the Boomtown Now Wall, which is like a wall that uses predictable analytics to determine which buyers and sellers are most likely to buy and sell today based on their interaction on the site. So the agents all own that lead because it was given to them from day one and they just work it out of their archive category if they have to move it out. But the 100 active are the ones that are going to be getting dripped on. They're going to be getting called every 15 to 30 days. They're going to be getting engaged with, you know, as much as possible to show them that we know them, like them and trust them. So that's lead conversion. And we're about ready to wrap up over the next like 10 minutes. So be thinking about what questions and follow up you guys want to have. Um, accountability, I've already hinted towards a lot of this. Inspect what you expect. Um, Extreme Ownership is an awesome book um, that I've really enjoyed because a lot of people blame lead conversion problems on the agents when in actuality, it's always the team leader's fault. It's not Boomtown's fault. It's not the Google AdWords fault. It's only the team leader's fault for not setting proper expectations, training properly, holding them accountable. There's a lot of pieces to making sure that this puzzle is successful. So when it comes to accountability, we use Sisu. Um, Sisu.co is the website and we've had a lot of success with this. I know Boomtown does some of this, uh, but Sisu kind of takes it to the next level in terms of providing you with your return on investment, return on time, um, your ROI from every different lead source, both buy side, list side ROI, how many call attempts your agents make every single day in all the different categories. They provide dashboards so you can have like leaderboards for your team or your brokerage. Um, we've had a lot of success using them from an accountability standpoint. Weekly leadership meetings. So I meet with all my leadership team every single week. I, I meet with my agent team every single week. Um, I meet with my success manager, who's my accountability coach every week, one-on-one, -on -one, and he has one-on-ones with the agents. I meet my ops manager one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I have monthly staff meetings. I don't run those, but we have monthly staff meetings where the admin, the sign runner, um, all the direct reports get together. And then we have quarterlies. I actually personally sit down with my agents once every three months to check in with them to see how things have been going in their life and in their, their business and to give them to give them a voice essentially one-on-one -on -one in a private setting where they can speak to me about any issues that they're experiencing or problems they're having with our staff or, or our team. And so that's really how I kind of keep a really good pulse on what's going on in all those agents' lives. When you have you know, 30 people in the organization, it starts to be a little different than when you were just at two or three. So I keep those quarterly meetings in play to help me stay connected. And then the last slides are systems and strategies. So I'll run you through a few of the strategies we've used that have helped us grow really fast. Um, I love this Albert Einstein quote, you can't, we can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. And so I know a lot of these, you know, a lot of our teams in the beginning, you know, you have these different problems um, that you've created. And sometimes a solution to a problem yesterday is not the same solution to your new problem tomorrow. And so I'm going to walk you through some of the problems I experience and the systems and strategies we use to overcome them. So I mentioned earlier, you know, having a strong CRM to follow up, not just with the internet leads, but more importantly, with our sphere of influence and our own prospecting efforts. There's not another one better. 
uh, Sisu for tracking all the analytics regarding ROI, ROT, dashboards, et cetera. Mojo Dialer for making outbound prospecting calls. Vulcan 7 for the best data for expired and FISBO. Dotloop for transaction coordination is who we've used. We have the Dotloops for team product, which integrates beautifully with Boomtown. So we literally will start our loop from inside of Boomtown, and it'll pull in all of the data of that lead from Boomtown. And so it'll autofill name, you know, all sorts of personal information regarding the, the consumer. We've had a lot of success with that. Livestream for training. So our coaching organization uses literally the company called Livestream. They were purchased by Vimeo, but we stream all of our trainings for our agents. Ben Kinney made the comment once, um, anything worth training is worth recording. So you never have to train it again. And I think that that's a really good mindset. So like our team trainings, we make available to the agents in person, but if they miss it, it's all been recorded. They can watch live, they can watch it live via video feed and, or just watch the training after the fact. And our coaching product that's 97 a month provides the same. So you have the whole training library at your fingertips day one. When you join, you have all the live trainings available via video, or you can watch the recording of the live trainings. Um, we take advantage of all the Google products that are free, Google Calendar, Google Drive, et cetera, to help manage and run all the back office, um, anything that's not inside the CRM. And then we use viral marketing for engaging with our sphere of influence via that blog email that we send out every two weeks. And we use 1,000 calls a day for our virtual assistant outbound lead gen efforts. They help with lead gen, lead conversion, lead, conversion, lead acquisition. And then some of the strategies, MSAs, this was honestly an idea from Boomtown. When I was on my first demo call ever, this would have been a, like August or September of 2011, I was complaining about the cost. And I was like, man, that's a lot of money. I don't know if I should put my money towards that versus hiring a full-time admin or something else. And they said to me, well, Jeff, do you use lenders right now? Are you using a home inspection company, a home warranty company, a title company? a mortgage company. I was like, yeah, I'm using all those things and sending those people lots of business and they're not sending me anything. And that's where they taught me about marketing service agreements. So from day one, I went to my two lenders and got them each to contribute $1,000 a month. So net 2000 and the 1500 covered the platform, 500 went to lead gen. And then I threw in an additional 500 for lead gen for a net total of about $1,000 a month for lead gen. And that's where we were getting those 300 leads a month from that. And that now has just snowballed into, I generate about $12,000 a month today for my Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group organization, um, which 100% covers all of my marketing expenses. And then as my organization started to grow, grow and I had all these direct reports and admin and all this overhead expense, I started charging a broker commission or a broker fee because the broker was already charging a fee. And I thought, well, hey, my organization's just as you know, admin heavy as your organization. And they said, well, anything above X amount, which today is $265, anything beyond that, I can retain for myself to cover my direct reports. And so today I charge $1,000 on every listing and $600 on every buy side transaction. I charge it to the agent and I've trained the agent on how to collect it from the client. And so we generate about $400,000 in net profit every year um, off of the broker commission that we charge. And I 100% of zero base my admin expenses through charging this broker fee. And it allows me to pay my agents a much better split, which allows me to retain my top talent longer. And so MSAs and broker fees have literally zero base, meaning I have no cost for admin. And I have like seven or eight admin, 400,000 a year. And I have no cost for marketing. I spend 120 grand a year in marketing, but it's all covered through MSAs. So there's two strategies that would probably be um, a game changer for you. Commission split structure is another one. Um, I'm a big believer 
when it comes to commission splits, I'm a big believer that um, out of your gross commission income, 70% should go to agent commissions. And that's a lot. The MREA book said only 40% should go to agent commission. I have a hard time with that. Leaders serve their followers. I don't think you're serving anyone when you keep 60% of the GCI. So my organization, I made 3 million last year, 70% went to agent commission, 10% helped cover overhead beyond just those admin roles and marketing service agreement expenses. And 20% came to me on my bottom line. 20% is a lot. Um, there's teams that do better, but usually the agents are in production. When you look at your net profit, you have to take your the income you got off selling out of the equation to see if your business is actually profitable. And I would be willing to bet that less than 5% of the teams in the entire country are profitable if the team leader isn't selling. And that's kind of an eye opener when people start looking at this PNL and asking themselves, you know, am I actually running a profitable organization? You probably aren't because you're selling and it's it's cheating your your PL for you to use that income off of your own personal sales. I think that a true strong organization should be netting about 20%, not including your own commissions that you're generating. Surveying past clients is a great way for you to help keep um, good tabs on your agents, making sure they're providing great value to the consumer. And then also making sure that the consumer is happy and satisfied with the services that are provided. And then having direct reports. So anything you say after listening to this training today that you never, you don't want to ever have to do it, you don't have to do it. Become an expert at it and then teach somebody else, pay them to do the, that role and then hold them accountable. So like I was the direct, I was the um, success manager for you know two or three years when our team first launched. I got to 12 agents and it was taking up too much of my time. The one-on-ones were easy, but it's all the questions you know during the day, nights, weekends, all the what I call fluffy cat stories where people are telling me all these details about things that have nothing to do with selling real estate or, or, or our jobs. It's just personal stuff. And so I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to pay someone 50 grand a year to take all this off my plate. And then I did the same with all my back office. And then I did the same with my admin. And then I did the same with my marketing. And I've done now the same. Every business I showed you that I own, there's somebody else that's responsible for everything. So I get to now just place strategician, I get to think bigger. I get to be, if you read rocket fuel, you know, you have the implementer and the visionary. I get to be the visionary and I get to be in all the seats that I enjoy and leverage other people to be in the seats that I don't. And then the last strategy is teams within teams. So I was really big on retaining top talent. And I had said earlier, from a cultural standpoint, true leaders serve their followers. And I thought, what better way to serve my agents than teach, train, and hold them accountable to building and scaling a dominant team within our team. So not just keeping them a cog on my wheel, but teaching them to do exactly what I did inside of my organization. And so that's what we do. And we have about 10 teams within Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group. And we have obviously expectations if you are a team leader, different things you have to do and how much sale, how many sales you have to have to be worthy of having a team. So we have sub-agents, which are agents within teams on our team. We have team leaders, which are agents on the team that run a team. We have individual agents, which are agents that are tied directly to my team. And so those are the three different roles that one would play from a team agent standpoint. So this is one of my favorite quotes, all men dream, but not equally. Um, those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds wake in the day to find that it was vanity. But the dreamers of the day are dangerous men for they, are, they may act out their dreams with open eyes to make it possible, T.E. Lawrence. And so what I would propose to anyone, you know, you dreamers of the day, serve your agents and staff, give them the ability to be just like you, help them generate the best leads from those three buckets, not focus on every vehicle but or medium, but the best ones for them. Teach them how to best service and convert the leads, inspect what you expect and help your agents achieve their dreams and they'll never leave you. Um, I heard a quote recently and it was, train everyone in your organization to leave you and serve everyone in your organization never to leave you.
So treat them to leave you, train them to leave you, and treat them to never leave you. And then my challenge to anyone listening, zero base your marketing expenses. There's no reason you should be paying for anything. Zero base your admin expenses. There's no reason you should be paying your admin. Learn as much as possible. Constantly be a student and apply what you learn. Never stop failing forward and stop focusing on selling real estate. Start focusing on building your business today. And that's it. All right, guys, Matt Johnson here again. Thank you so much for checking out this special episode. I know it's a little bit different than what we usually do. And that was, as with anything Jeff does, that was a mouthful because that man can deliver content, more content in less time than anybody I know. Uh, so if you would like to take the next steps, if you want to talk to someone at Elite Real Estate Systems about how to implement these types of things in your business and learn how to grow and build a dominant real estate team in your market, here are a couple of next steps. So number one, if you know that you want to talk to somebody and you want to go straight to learning more about the actual program for how this is implemented and how the uh, the elite real estate systems team can guide you through all this stuff and, and essentially walk you through implementing all of it, uh, just go straight to ersdemocall.com. So that's ersdemocall.com. That's where you can get right on with the director of growth and they'll go over the program. Okay. Uh, if you just want to check out the podcast, um, make sure to go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the usual suspects. Hit subscribe, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. We love to see those. And if there was a particular guest where you really enjoyed their episode, make sure to give them a, a shout out in your review because we love to pass that feedback on to the guests. Now, if you're just at the early stages and you're getting to know kind of uh, Jeff and Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group and the success story, and you're just kind of curious... Uh, to get a little bit more information on that roadmap of how Jeff and his team did what they did and built the kind of team that they have, head over to jeffsbusinessplan.com because we've got two free PDFs for you. We've got Jeff's business plan and the lead generation guide. So you get both of those when you pop your information in at that URL, jeffsbusinessplan.com. So regardless of where you are at in the journey, I don't care if you're an established team owner, you might be an indie broker owner, or you might be an agent that's doing you know, 10 to 20 million in sales a year and you're looking for the next step. Either way, this is the next step. So either go to jeffsbusinessplan.com or go straight to talking with the director of growth at ersdemocall.com. Either way, let's take the next step and get you the help and support and the training and the accountability that you need to build a dominant real estate team in your market. And with that said, I'm gonna get out of here. Um, so thank you guys so, so much for listening, watching, uh, subscribing, sharing, the show. We really, really appreciate all the kind words, everybody that shows up to the events, uh, everybody that gives feedback on the show. Make sure to continue to do that. Make sure to continue to reach out to Jeff personally. Uh, I love to hear him getting feedback about the podcast from people direct messaging him on Facebook. So feel free to flood his Facebook inbox and tell him that I sent you. So with that said, guys and guys and gals and everybody, thank you so much again. We'll see you on the next one.